What's happening? It's another episode of the Things About Green. Yeah. Things About Green podcast. Starring me, myself, Mo Green. Coming in with episode three. It's really like episode two, but I don't know. I don't know I'm gonna label this shit, but whatever, man. What's up with y'all? Thank y'all for coming back and tuning in. Um, shout out to Grand National once again. I'm putting this out on Tuesday. I believe we are dropping the Wings and Things video today. So after you listen to this podcast, go check out the Wings and Things video. Um, dope record, dope video. Came out real dope. Grand National twice on Sunday out right now. Also be on the lookout for more and more green solo shit coming soon. Right now we're pushing the Grand National line, but it's, you know, it's still out crowd. You know what I'm saying? We still moving, but it's Grand National right now, man. You know what I'm saying? Twice on Sunday. Check that out. Um, I don't have a list of all 100 motherfuckers that's in the crew, but <laughs> y'all know what it is, as Jermaine Dupree used to say a lot. Um, on this episode, I have a lyrical breakdown with my partner Wiz from the Honor Roll. Um, he'll get into his intro when his part comes up. Um, also, called my boy Al, and because uh, y'all was fucking with him last week, so... This entanglement shit going on right now, I feel like I had to get an expert opinion, so I did give him a call on that. Um, yeah, man, it's just crazy times, you know what I'm saying? Today, I think they locking California back down again. I don't know. I've been having to go to work and do all this shit the whole time, so y'all need to buy some fucking records so I can keep my ass in the house. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I said, man, it's Things About Green podcast. Let's get into it. Things About all right, <clears throat> all right, y'all. Since y'all liked the lyrical breakdown last week, I did um Birdman's verse, well, Baby at the time, his verse on Bling Bling. Um, I decided to uh, do a longer length pause uh, lyrical breakdown because y'all was like, <laughs> this shit was too short. They was like, it's only three minutes and shit, so that's too short. You're a real rapper. You should have went more in-depth into the shit. I'm like, I didn't think y'all cared that much about a baby verse. You know what I'm saying? While y'all think I'm crazy for analyzing that verse, y'all see what I'm talking about now, right? And nigga was pouring his heart out, crying for help. And like I said, if we knew that back then, we could have helped Wayne out now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but on the phone, all right, I was on the phone with my partner, Wiz, who's on the line right now. And um, I was like, um, yo, I'm about to do another lyrical breakdown this week, and I'm doing Regulate by Warren G and Nate Dog. He was like, but that's my shit. I already kind of did this before. I've talked about this with people about this this song before, and you should do it with me on here. So got Wiz on here. Y'all make some noise for Wiz in the building. What's up, y'all? What's up with it? You know what I'm saying? Got a nice uh, round of applause for you. Uh, uh, hold, your, hold your applause. You know, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Wiz is a, Wiz, uh, well, tell people who you are. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what's up, man? I'm, I'm Wiz. I'm Wiz. I am the producer and one of the founders um, of the Honor Roll Crew. Um, I also am the president of a production company called Feast. Um, and I also have Secret Menu, which is my consultancy. So I produce all types of media. Um, more, more. I'm more known for being like the co-writer of uh, the hit "Lost and Found" for 108K, 
Um, what else? I uh, an executive producer for his album, writing called Girls. Executive producer for one of our other artists, Sadiq from Houston, his album Slide Music, which was recently lauded by NPR Music. Um, yeah, man, I do a lot of things. And I co-host my own podcast um, called Guess Who Came to Dinner uh, with Wiz and KLT, my co-host Kim, uh, where we, it's a dinner party where we talk about interracial relationships over food and drink. All right. If you don't know, now you know, nigga. You know everywhere. <laughs> All right. Right on. So let's right get on. right into this song, which I, all right, I came to this this whole theory about this song when I used to work at FedEx, and okay, shout out to my boy Ray Guevara. He gonna be a guest on the podcast another time because I got something special lined up for Ray. But um, like three in the morning, you load in trucks, you start thinking about a lot of shit, and we actually work right across from each other, so we start talking about random shit, and I'm like, yo, you ever thought about how Regulate was a wild ass song? Like, mm -hmm. the whole story of it. So, I thought about that. I've said it a gang of times. Now, I'm here to present it to the people. All right. So, we're going to kick this shit off with this. With Warren G. We ain't going to do the intro to fucking regulate mount up and shit. Y'all don't know what that is. And then, all right, Warren G goes, It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the eve so I can get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. So we set the tone with the song right now. He's looking for some work. That's what he left the house to do. That's what he's on the hunt for. Some skirts for the eve, if you will. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's what he's on. So Nate Dog said, just hit the east side of the... It's hard to read it without singing this shit. It's hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to Sing find... Sing on a mission trying to, try to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls. They don't need to tweak. All you skirts know what's up with 213. <laughs> All right. So him and Warren already had plans to link up, apparently. You feel me? And shout out to 213. I just found out. I don't, look, I don't like Vlad that much, but I do watch good interviews. The Richie Rich interview recently, I didn't know that 213 was a play on 415. Mm, okay. So that's what Snoop told him that later. Was like, but we named our shit two one three after four one five. Yeah, I think we we uh we did a hip hop trivia night, and I think that was one it was one of the questions that we had that we ended up eliminating. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah. Um. All right. So right now we just set the scene. You know what I'm saying? They both looking for some mm -hmm. work. They on the same hype. They supposed to link up everything. So Warren G said. So I hooked Celef on two one and Lewis. Some brothers shooting dice, so I said, let's do this. I jumped off the ride and said, what's up? Some brothers put some gats, so I said, I'm stuck. Now we can get into this shit. Why the fuck did you get out the car on a random ass dice game, my nigga? Like, look, I'm not a nigga who shoot dice. That's not my shit. But I imagine you don't just ride around <laughs> and just see some niggas on the corner and just hop out like, oh, what's good? Hop in the game. Neck. You know what I'm saying? You don't like know the niggas, man. A nigga has a gambling problem or something like that. They he has have, a, like, some kind of gambling addiction because I'm like, yeah. I mean, do we even know Warren G's gang affiliation? Is he even affiliated? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, actually, I don't know. But when you think about it, like, he said some brother shooting dice, so I said, let's do this, right? Um, yeah. Like, it, it, you don't really realize until he says, some brothers pulled gas, so I said I'm stuck. That you, they were some niggas he didn't know, because yeah, he right. really did just hop out and was like, "I want to shoot dice with niggas." The nigga you know has a gambling problem, bro. Look, I ain't never in my life, 
in my young wild days, riding around looking for some work, and was like, you know what? Let's just hop in the dice game real quick. You know what I'm saying? Nigga <laughs> got issues, yeah. bro. So now we can see red flags in Warren G's life. All right, so here come Nate Dog. Since some girls peeping me, I'm a glide and swerve. He took us looking so hard that straight hit the curb. On the bigger things, there's some horny tricks. I seen my homie and some suckers all in his mix. So Nate Dog is just is just exuding so much aura and so much mm-hmm. playerism that these girls hit they motherfucking hit the curb, crash their car. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not look. I never judge a man. You know what I'm saying? How a nigga look? You know what I'm saying? That's not my thing. I never been my thing. <laughs> I never known Nate Dog to be what ladies would call a sex symbol. You know what I'm saying? So, but like I said, I don't know what the fuck they like. You know what I'm saying? Shit, motherfuckers like me. You know what I'm saying? So, but I never knew what the fuck uh, that, that nigga was like, wasn't like taking his shirt off and shit. So this nigga, Nate Dog, is riding around a big ass flannel. One of them fucking old uh, mobster hats that nigga used to rock. Nah, he, this one, this ain't that. They was still broke when this came out. So he probably had like a snapback on and some shit and was just chilling. And then, like, some girls were just on Nate Dog so hard, they crashed their car. Hey, man, it's possible. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm a, I'm a big nigga, so I understand. Nah, anybody decide, it just Nate saying? Dog just don't seem friendly and shit. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I, girls like killer ass niggas, so maybe that's what it was. I w- I'm going to say that. But also, we got to throw in and make sure we, making sure we throw in the rest in peace, Nate Dog, too. RP um, Nate Dog, man. RP, yeah. RP Nate Dog. Um, but that is hella funny, though. Like, yeah, they was on them. You know what I'm saying? Like they crashed their car, they was on this nigga Nate Dog so hard. But I mean, look, he's look. He said, "Girls, even me, the hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curb on the bigger things than some horny tricks." <laughs> yeah, on the bigger things, it's some horny tricks. I see my homies, some suckers, all in his mix. All right, so Warren G is in the midst of getting robbed at this random ass dice game. His pot of Nate Dog sees the shit going down. Warren G is getting robbed. I'm getting jacked. I'm breaking myself. I can't believe they taking Warren's wealth. They took my rings. They took my Rolex. I looked at the brother and said, damn, what's next? This nigga is getting stripped, nigga, hopping in the dice game, bro. Now, was the dice now, game look, just a fucking decoy for niggas to do this shit? Yeah. I just want to, can I just for a minute, can, can I pause and bring up one of the things I want to bring up about this? Please, song? please do. Because we're like, you know, we're part ways through it. Um... One of the things that's remarkable about Regulate as a song is this style, like the, the the structure of the song as a written song is amazing. You know, there are very few rap songs that are unconventional in their structure. I always reference to people, um, you know, both when I'm creating music or just talking about rap music, like a song like LL Cool J's, um, you know, uh, Rock the Bells, because it has like six verses. And it's it is it's essentially a uh, um you know uh um what is that what's the music that they have in in DC you know what I'm saying uh, like some go go it's go go yeah, yeah it's like a go go song right so this song regulate like the structure of it is where Warren you know Warren goes then Nate goes then then Warren goes and basically they both have like four lines it's not a typical like sixteen bar structure. Where one rapper goes, and then you know, then another rapper goes, and also Warren G will 
is in the Hall of Fame and will go down in history as one of the best hook men, if not the best hook man yeah, in rap music of all time. Nate uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Nate Dogg. Nate Dogg will go down as one of the best hook men, right, of all time, right, in the history of rap. And he doesn't sing on the hook. Yeah, he didn't even song. do a hook on his whole ass song. Like Exactly. And here's the thing. The hook of the song has no words. You know what I'm saying? And so the thing that is a remark about the song is it's probably, you know, Warren Warren G's like biggest hits of not his biggest hit. And it doesn't have a hook. It literally, the music stops. And it's just that whistle that plays with no words at all. And they're going back and forth. And this is one of the things I pointed out to my homies, which this song is like the, 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 the film, uh, uh, what is it, Kurosawa film, Rashomon, right? So, you know, for all my film nerds out there, uh, people who went to film school or film buffs, like Rashomon is a story that's told by different perspectives. So you could literally take this song and be like, listen to Warren's part and he'll tell the story. Listen to Nate's part and he'll tell the story. You know what I'm saying? And you could actually imagine them either telling you the story both at the same time or them being in two different places and telling people what happened, basically. Track and remix, I need you to get on that. I need you to just do a remix and split the versions <laughs> up. And, you know what I'm saying? Just have one tell one side, the other tell the other side. You know what I'm saying? And that actually would be hella tight. You that would be hella hella saucy if you could just take eat take the acapella and make a whole new song, you know, regulate from two different perspectives. But anyway, let's keep going. All right. So we said, damn, what's next? Nate Dog said, they got my homie hemmed up and they all you can't you can't say you have to sing the shit. <laughs> they got my homie hemmed up and they all around. Can't none of them see him. So they if they going straight pound for pound, they wanna come up real quick before they start to the clown. I best pull up my strap and lay them busters down. All right, so Nate Dogg is like, I am about to kill these niggas, bro. They got my right. nigga Warren G. They want to come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull up my strap and lay them busters down. I'm about to shoot these niggas. Because, I mean, what else you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, me and my partner's already had, We talked about this shit last episode. I don't know if I cut it out or not, but me and my boy Al always had a theory, right? Like, mm. if we was, like, in middle school or ninth grade, we came with this shit, like... If yo we hit the movies and your partner getting jumped by like ten dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Niggas ain't got no guns and shit. We was like young. We I ain't that nigga, right? So we we was like, all right, what you gonna do? Like you could run in the fight, but you gonna get fucked up too. You know what I'm saying? So what are you gonna do? You gonna just run in and start swinging on niggas, or do you? Your boy is getting stumped. Do you just get on the ground and just roll into the fight and take a couple feet off that nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like you just said, just take yeah. a couple feet off this nigga. So essentially, Nate Dogg is like, "Look, I would have done that, but I have a gun because I'm Nate Dogg, and of course Nate Dogg has a gun. Except that one time he right. was swinging that golf club at that fucking convention and shit. I looked at it, Google <laughs> that Nate Dogg swinging golf club. So of course Nate Dogg is about to kill some motherfuckers. Warren G said they got guns to my head." I think I'm going down. I can't believe this happened in my own town, which is probably why he did jump out because he's like, I'm from out here. I figured I might know some of these niggas. Apparently you didn't, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I had wings, I would fly. Let me contemplate. That part has always been hella fucking funny to me, bro. If I had wings, I would fly. Like, like I don't know. Something about that part was just hella funny. I glance <laughs> in the cut and I see my homie Nate. 16 in the clip and one in the hole. Nate dog is about to make some bodies turn cold. Now they drop it and yelling. It's a tad bit late. Nate Dogg and Warren G had to regulate. So he's been look. 
instrumental interlude at that point because it just the music just plays. So, so go ahead, what are you gonna say? So Nate Dog is apparently fucking dead shot or you know a fucking marksman or some shit, and just kills all these niggas before they even get a shot off without hitting Warren G. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They think it might be like a superhero or some shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because right. like, right, like you just start busting. Now it's a. I'm assuming it's a hell of people because they just stripping Warren G like it ain't shit. I'm assuming. Well, Nate, Warren G told you they got guns out, so Nate Dog just happens to come out and just kill everybody in the dice game and leaves Warren G unscathed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is some magical shit, bro. Like I was watching, I listened to uh, Combat Jack back in the day. He was talking about called Just Blaze a Magical Negro and shit. Like, like nigga, you just, just float a hell of wild little circles and shit. Like you just magical, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? And when yeah. that show The Get Down came out, a lot of people didn't really fuck with it. But he was like, nigga, we get a chance to be magical. It was some magical shit going on in that damn Get Down uh, show. This is <laughs> right. some magical black people shit right here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is some magical shit, bro. Like this nigga Day Dog. Maybe, maybe, hey, you know what? Maybe he was too good for this world, bro. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he was too good for this earth, bro. Oh no. You know what I'm saying? Some people. Hey, I, I, nah, honestly, man. I do got a real, like, I do got a real life theory about that shit. Some people were just meant to do what they gotta do here, and they just go on. They say, like, "Hey, man, this world is fucking crazy. I'm out. Y'all niggas just tripping. I did what I'm supposed to do. I'm gone." Um. All right, where we at? Interlude. So we come back. Okay. I was, come back from. They come back from the music break, which again I wanted to point out. Like All right. at the height of the. So this song, the height of the '90s, the height of gangster rap is when this song comes out. Yeah, because the song, the song was on a soundtrack for Above the Rim, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that's really where it started. It wasn't on Warren G. It went. It originally went. Eventually went to Warren G's album. But I remember at the time you couldn't get away from this damn song. It was on the radio all the time, and G Funk. And gangster rap was at the height, and for this song to be on the radio as much as it was without a hook, it's wild. It's crazy. Butter Rim also a classic soundtrack. A classic, classic soundtrack. Probably, probably the best. Probably the best soundtrack. I mean, I'm not gonna argue that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna um, argue that. Juice soundtrack is up there though. Juice soundtrack is fire. Um, Boys in the Hood soundtrack pretty dope too. But above the rim is. Big pimping, boy. Yeah, anyway, yeah. go ahead. I'm, always, I'm a I'm a I'm a bad boys two guy myself. That soundtrack. That's slap. Oh yeah. Um, Men bleak be smoking in love. And also that movie Kingdom Come, that gospel movie. That soundtrack is amazing. There's some, uh, there's an as yet gospel song on there. Uh, y'all better mm. check that out. <laughs> it's okay. as, all right. Okay. Uh, if y'all remember as yet, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, all right. So instead of going back to Warren G, go back to Nate Dogg. I laid all them buses down, let my gat explode. Now, this is the line. All right, for instance, last time when I talked about the baby verse, the part that mm-hmm. made me want to stop and do the lyrical breakdown was when he said, my heart filled with anger. And he, I'm like, damn, why he just stop and say his heart filled with anger? He's talking about getting his cheese up because one day I'm going to get his street life up. And I'm like, oh, this nigga's crying for help. That's what made, me, mm-hmm. that's what made the verse stand out. Now, this line is what made this shit stand out to me. I lay all them okay. buses down, let my gat explode. Now I'm switching my, I'm switching my mind back into freak mode. I laid all them buses down, I let my gat explode. <laughs> now I'm switching my mind back into freak mode. This nigga, all right, bro, you have a hot gun on your waist, bro. Like you literally just killed a whole dice game, and now you want some freak shit. This nigga's crazy. 
sociopath type shit. If you want skirts, <laughs> sit back and observe. I just left a gang of those over there in the curb. He's referencing, it's a callback. He's calling back to the girls that crashed because they was on his line so hard. Meaning they not that far because he had just saw them before he saw Warren getting jacked. These girls just saw this nigga kill a whole dice game. He put he put his he has his priorities. That's what he was trying to say. He's going to go help his partner out. You know what I'm saying? Handle his business, and then he'll get back to his leisure time. Warren G says, "Now Nate got the freaks, and that's a known fact. Before I got jacked, I was on the same track. Back up, back up, cause it's all N A T E N B. The Warren to the G. Now, nigga, <laughs> you just got you just survived a fucking like a whole shootout, my nigga. You had no gun. You was getting robbed, all kind of shit. Now you back on some work." Uh, this is crazy town, bro. This shit is crazy, <laughs> bro. That was that was the life of the young man back then, though. You I mean, know, and, and my life trash because that shit's seen cracking. Anyways, he go. Nate Dog said, just like I thought, they was in the same spot. It needed some desperate help. All right, but Nate Dog and the G Child. Shout out to the G Child. I never heard anybody call the nigga the G Child since that. Maybe that's some weird. Something you can put me up on Wiz, but the G Child. Is the something. I mean, you know, that's like when Drake said "Young Angel, Young Lion." You know what I'm saying? I still call Drake Young I, Angel. I, you know what I'm saying? I feel like he was called that another time, maybe on his album. But the thing is, when Warren G album came out, which was kind of dope, he had like "You Can't See What I See," right, and all those all those hits because that was a big ass album. He Warren G saved Def Jam, by the way, you guys like. Just know that. Rest in peace, Chris Lighty. Chris Lighty went to go get Warren G during the height of the G-Funk era. So no matter what people, because, you know, uh, Def Jam is synonymous with East Coast rap music, but Warren G, when the West Coast was taking over shit, Warren G was the artist that they signed, and he was making just as much dope music. And I think during his album, he does get called the G-Child, but I don't, I can't remember the song. Though. Nate Dogg and the G, they were, needed some help, but Nate Dogg and the G-Child were needed something else. Because one of them things was sexy as hell. I said, ooh, I like your size. She said, my car's broke down and you seem real nice. Would you let me ride? All right, hold hey. up. This nigga said, uh, <laughs> this nigga, they don't just kill hella people, but nigga, you on the run for murder, bro. And she said, you seem real nice. What kind of home did you come from, lady? Like, this nigga, you just saw this nigga kill some people. But at the same time, he saved his friend. So maybe there's some honor in that shit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she respects maybe she respects the honor that nigga got for helping his fellow man. You know what I'm saying? Man. Nigga, nigga, army niggas get hella ass. You know what I'm saying? For coming back, you know what I'm saying? On some soldier shit. You got women into that shit. Oh, you've been protecting the country. Let me give you some of this ass. You know what I'm saying? Man, you gotta again, you gotta give it to him, man. He was he had his priorities, bro. Any Whatever, nigga who bro. kill a whole dice game without hurting your partner and get your partner shit back, I mean, you probably deserve some some uh, ass. It was Coochie back in the day. He got some Coochie. You ain't seen no Coochie since like 96. <laughs> so, yeah, nigga, he was getting Coochie back then. Um, <laughs> you got to sing this next part, though. Yeah. You got to sing it the right <laughs> way. <laughs> this the part that's hella funny because nobody talks like this, nigga. I got a car full of girls and it's going real swell. The next stop is the East Side Motel. <laughs> All right. It's legend, going real swell. Legend. It's going real swell. That nigga, they said this shit is going swell. Nigga, you know hey, yeah. that shit is cracking if it's going swell. I was going to say, a nigga can say what he want if he's singing. You know what I'm saying? So, and singing about some 
some gangster shit real smooth like that. He could use swell. If a nigga use that in a conversation, nigga be like, what you talking about? But, but Nate Dog, uh, <laughs> fucking fresh new murderer, nigga just said swell. And they go to the last verse, which is just like some, you know, letting you niggas know about this new G-Funk era. I'm tweaking into a whole new era. G-Funk, step to this idea. Funk right. on a whole new level. The rhythm is the bass and the bass is the treble. Woo! Hey. A lot of niggas forget that Warren G Allen right there. He goes, Woo! You know what I'm saying? Y'all hey, go back and listen they, to that hey, shit. <laughs> they, went, they went out of this motherfucker so clean because this probably my favorite part of the song because they start the song basically becomes about them basically creating this the, the newest, dopest, freshest fucking sound. And they and they sing and rap about it in this moment right here. Chords, strings, Days. we bring Days. melody, G-funk, <laughs> where rhythm is life and life is rhythm. And if you know like I know, you don't want to step to this. Go, it's a G funk era, funked out with a gangster twist. That's right. If you smoke like I smoke, then you high like every day. And if your ass is a buster, two one three real regulate. Yo, he had to let niggas know that I will still kill your ass, cause cause I just did this shit uh, last verse. I killed a whole dice game, nigga. I'm dead shot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this nigga is on Suicide Squad. I'm telling you, man. That's how. But that was how rap was. Like niggas was always constantly talking about having to be on alert for other niggas and shooting and all this other shit. I mean, they was making gangster rap, you know. And the way that the song ends, like I said, is just hella clean. It's hella smooth. They still going back and forth, you know. Like, and then you know they shouting out their old their old group because they wasn't a group. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It was them and Snoop. It was two one three. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I I love it, man. I love that it that even though like after this song, it was more about Snoop's career, Warren G's career, Nate rest in peace, he continued to to become legendary with all the hooks. Icon. You know what I'm saying? But they always knew where they came from. Because, you know, most I don't know how many people out there would know this, but like basically I think it was maybe Dr. Dre's father was dating Warren's mom or something yeah, like that. Stepbrothers or something? They were stepbrothers, yeah. So then, you know, that's gotta be a trip, because by that time, Dr. Dre was already famous with N.W.A. and shit, but to be like, damn, my stepbrother is Dr. Dre. And Warren and them was already working on music as 213. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, Dre through this through this union of his, you know, of like them being stepbrothers, basically like, all of a sudden had this whole new group of people for him to work with, which included Amazingly, Snoop, Nate, rest in peace, Warren G, Dash Dillinger, and Corrupt. You know what I'm saying? Like this is he crazy. basically like that shit is crazy. That lineup right there is a hall of fame. Who's who? Facts, right? Facts. Of, of 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 people who made rap music. You know, to to this day, I love Dash Dillinger. Like to me, he is probably one of the most underrated producers ever. Super slept on, man. Super slept on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so. It's just, this is an amazing song. I always have to point out that, you know, for this to be the height of the G-Funk era, for the, the height of gangster rap, this song is about the, the main rapper being, getting robbed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, of course, Nate comes through like a gangster. He shoots, you know, kills everybody and saves his homie's life. 
But Warren, it's kind of vulnerable. It's like how I always talk about D-Lo's You Played Me. That song is about heartbreak. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's about, yeah, that's a, that song is about it's heartbreak. About pimping. It's, about, it's about pimping, yes. But the you heartbreak forced the nigga to pimp. I, I mean... The nigga, nah, nigga I, was like, bro, he's like, nigga, you were doing all that? I could have I made some money, fuck. We could do a new episode about this, so I don't want to go too far off into yeah. that, but he was pimping before the heartbreak and the heartbreak made him realize that he probably should have stayed hard, right? But it's still, my point is that it's a it's a ballad. Mm-hmm. It's a ballad. It's a ballad about about Hey, life, man. Right? See, I be having, hey, man, podcast people, man. It seemed like everybody would make hella noise in my house when I start doing my podcast, cuz. <laughs> Shit crazy. But, so, but to be, to back on track, to, the, to regulate, this is a song about the main rapper basically get jacked by some niggas. And you don't have that. Every rap back then, niggas was getting, you know what I'm saying? The police was fucking with them, but mm-hmm. they was the most, you know, uh, Chork Norris, uh, vigilante ass hood niggas that was shooting everybody and winning every battle and doing everything. This is hella vulnerable for Warren and be like, yeah, these niggas took my rings and took my Rolex. Another rapper crying you know for help. Saying? You know what I'm saying? This shit is a damn shame, bro. Shout to Nate Dogg's vocabulary yeah. though by throwing swill in this song because he also <laughs> said another funny ass line to me on an E40 song where he goes, mm-hmm. the homies done made it. I'm so elated. Got all of the ladies. Oh, nah, 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 nah. The nigga said, I'm so elated. I'm like, okay, why nigga Nate will sneak some shit in on your ass? Man, Nobody that's, said you know, that's that shit in their regular ass shit, bro. Bro, that's the game that you that you know that niggas are in. Like, you gotta, you can't be. I mean, it's it's, it's a fine out about a word, and you see, we make up words. So, props to him for being like, okay, I'm a, I'm a access the whole damn. Vocabulary, you know man, what I'm saying? Like, it's going real swell, nigga. Now elated. I'm like, okay, man, my nigga Nate, but bro. I, hook man. For me, I was, I was just so juiced to talk about this song with you because I feel like, you know me, I love all kinds of rap. I love every kind of rap mm-hmm. from backpack fucking to you know Midwest double time to I don't know booty bass rap to the down south, you know Houston shit, and obviously I love you know. West Coast shit, obviously. And I think that a lot of times the music that comes where we come from on the West Coast in particular, but, you know, out of this this particular era of West Coast music is not really seen as being as um, considered as more other rap who that might be considered like Backpack or whatever or Deep or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think this song has hella layers to it. It has the layer of having not having a hook and being, you have, you have a radio hit that was on the radio all the time and there were no words. You know what I'm saying? Storytelling, commercial, no yeah, radio commercial hit. urban radio. Yeah, commercial urban radio. There were whole parts of this song where no one's singing; it's just an instrumental, right? On the radio version of the song, where niggas eventually, a couple years later, people were like, "Oh, we can't put out instrumental because niggas might rap over our shit," right? Mm-hmm. But the song is like that. Then you have the Kurosawa aspect, where it's like, even then, the way it's written is a challenge to contemporary rap pop structure, right? Where you have literally the first part of the song is two 16s that interlock in the same verse. You know what I mean? If you go back and look, it's Nate had uh, Warren Ford, Nate Ford, Warren Ford, Nate Ford. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they were able to execute both, able to execute 16 bars 
overlapping one another before they get to the hook, which is unconventional. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then it's the story aspect. They tell them the two stories from two different perspectives. And when they tell it from two different perspectives, it's like Rashomon, which in, in, in the film Rashomon, which, look, Rashomon's an old film. It's from 1950s, right? You know? And it's a plot device in the film that basically various characters provide like a very subjective take on, you know, and it's, it's, and it's self-serving. So they tell the, from their perspective of the same thing that happens, the same event in the same situation. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for this to exist in rap music, I think most people wouldn't think that will exist in rap music, you know? So it's just, I, I think it shouldn't just be looked at as like, Oh, you know, like it's just a, it's just regulate and it's just Warren G and it's like a, you know, rap song that's talking about niggas killing each other. Like, a lot went into making this song the way that it is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, again, last but not least, like for him to do this in a time that was, everybody was gangster for him to make a song about himself getting jacked is, is, you know, is hella tight. And of course, like I said, Warren still, you know, he's still a gangster. He still kills niggas, but I'm not, it should be Nate is still a gangster and still kills niggas. Yep. But Warren G actually just says like, Hey, these niggas got me, but my homie came to save me. My homie came to save me, and we still got some cheeks at the end of the night, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> and that's and what kind of night is not a, what, what's a good night without that at the end? You know what I'm saying? What's a fucking good night without that? All right, now that I got yeah. you on, on 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 here, man, I'm gonna ask you a couple questions, man. You real quick. Oh shit! Oh shit! This is the this is what this wasn't playing, y'all. So I'm, this part I'm ready. was not playing. Now I'm gonna just ask you: Do all white rappers rap fast? <laughs> uh, I'm 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 gonna answer this question to the best of my ability. Nah, all white, white rappers don't rap Do fast. Most but I think white rappers rap fast. <laughs> here's the thing: if if here's the thing, if you are a white rapper, you probably rap fast. But if you're a rapper who happens to be white, you probably don't rap fast. Like one of my favorite rappers is Paul Wall. He does not rap fast. Hell is slow. He is he is a but he will come speed it up. I will spam, bump, did it done. Did it done, bump, 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 You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Even though he do it slow, he got to go back to his roots. You know what I'm saying? Nigga got to go back. I speed up for you real quick. You know what I'm saying? I think that's more about cadence and delivery of syllables more than it is about speed. They'll syllable your ass to death. Because everybody know one of my favorite fucking rappers, period, who just happens to be white is Bubba Sparks. He really don't rap fast. You know what I'm saying? But he don't, he there's don't. hell of them that do. You know what I'm saying? And I, they're tight to me, shit. You know, but like I listen to hella atmosphere, like slug from atmosphere, he don't rap fast. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's about, you know, I think that's about technicality and culture and privilege and shit. You know, like black folks, we deal with that. I think it was funny we were talking about Nate Dogg using, you know, swell and you know what I'm saying, yeah. elated and shit. But like, and this is not the same thing, but I think sometimes, you know, may you might catch a black person who might want to be you know what I'm saying? Sound more intelligent. They use big ass words. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, but the truth is like, like entanglement. I think, I, I think, yeah, you hella funny. <laughs> <laughs> you hella funny. But I do think this, I'll say this, that like for Eminem to be regarded as one of the best rappers to a lot of white folks um, who want to, you know, who aspire to be known in rap and for him to rap the way he does and then be hella fast and shit. Sometimes I think they think that they have to do that. It's about being technically proficient at rapping more than sometimes it is about the content. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. like you or I who are looking for him to say something meaningful or funny or whatever, we're like, this nigga just rapping fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I just that really just crossed my mind. Like, man, what the you fuck? You hella funny, you know, though. Fast cuz or what? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But hey, man, I ain't gonna hold you, man. You know what I'm saying? That's the lyric breakdown segment of the show. Shout out to Wiz. Everybody makes a noise for Wiz. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank you. Yeah, you no, know. you know. Yeah, man. Shout out to uh, everybody. You want to give while you're on here? Uh, man, I want to shout out, of course, we know everybody in the honor roll. Um, you know, look out for projects that we have coming out real soon. Got this LDs project dropping. I think y'all going to love it. It's crazy. Um, and shout out Mike Baker. We got a single coming out for Mike Baker. It's produced by myself and 108K. Uh, the first single from LDs called Step is coming out. It's produced by Trackademics. It's hella raw. Um, and then, you know, um, I mean, I'm happy to hear, see you doing your podcast, man. You know, um, I just want to give a shout out to you. I think it's dope that you have a podcast. Um, you know, you always have been a hella funny and have a great POV on a lot of, you know, on some shit, you know what I'm saying? And it's dope to, for people to hear your voice in this way. Obviously we all know you rap, but it's great to hear your voice in this form as well too. Um, and shit, you know, again, my podcast, uh, Guess Who Came to Dinner um, is available on all streaming platforms with my host, KLT. Um, if anybody is in an interracial relationship and want to uh, get a free dinner and talk about what, the, you know, what their experiences are, you can reach out to us, you know what I'm saying, at um, GWCTD. Um, that's on Twitter and underscore GWCTD on Instagram. Um you know, you can reach out to us and say, hey, we want to we want to tell our story or whatever. Um, but man, just look out for the honor roll. Look out for the projects that we have coming out. And uh, thank you for letting me be a guest. All good. And I did try to take listen, take a listen to that KRS-One return of Boom Bap on the way home. Certain, oh, shit. Here certain, we go. certain triggers I had to turn off before I could finish the songs. <laughs> and niggas are talking about the park. Uh, it's next song. And niggas are singing in fucking reggae and shit. I was like, uh, next song. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, I can't do it, nigga. That's some triggers. I can't fuck with it, man. But yo, oh, those are the things about Green Podcast, nigga. Things about Green. <laughs> Uh, so what's good? Shit, I'm chilling, man. What's popping? Oh, man, you know what time it is. Things about green, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, I had to call you, bro, because uh, just real quick, I already did a whole segment with my other partner talking about the song and shit, song breakdown. Hey, wait, 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 you mean when you called me the last time? Yeah. That wasn't your first podcast, was it? It was my first real episode. Like, I did a... Uh... No, no, no. That's not the question I asked, though, Carter. <laughs> what you mean? You know where I'm going with this. Hey, hey, hey. So, so that wasn't your first podcast, was it? I did one before, but it was like an intro you episode. You called all your real niggas and family. You know what I'm saying? You, I, I listened to the first, the first one. You know what I said? I said, oh, yeah, that was dope. I seen Uncle, I heard Uncle on there. I heard Seventh Man Trail on there. I heard all these <laughs> niggas, Joy, Chucky. I heard all these niggas, man. Where's... But when it came down to it, where was Al? I think I called your ass that day, but you ain't answer. <laughs> so I called a couple. Okay. I called Ray. I called that's a couple more niggas okay, that day, That's bro. what we doing. Okay. Oh, that's crazy, what we going with that. Bro. 
how you feel about this entanglement shit? Oh, you called the right nigga today, nigga. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Hey, now listen. I didn't know this was going to be the topic. But it today, it I'm glad you called. It is. Hey, hey, let me tell you something. Anybody say entanglement, bro? Them niggas is confused. Let's go like, let's, let's say it like this, though, bro. Entanglement is another word for, yeah, nigga, I fuck this nigga or I fuck this bitch. But. I'm trying to I'm trying to hide what I'm really trying to do out here. Entanglement is a is, is a hide it's something you hide behind, bro. That's what I'm trying to you know what I'm saying? Like even when it even when Jada said it to Will, bro, Will had to correct it a relationship. Yeah, Will said what? Say what? And a what? A, a, you know what, what? Stop trying to stop playing with me, bro. That's a relationship. So you know what I'm saying? Entanglement and now since Jada said that goofy shit, you hear you uh, let me my language. You hear females all around the world. <laughs> you hear females all around the world, man. You hear them all around the world. You tangle me this. I don't want to run a nigga if I ain't got an entanglement. Like, girl, you crazy. You crazy. There's not a lot of people that can do what Will did, bro. First, I know yeah, he I'm better. He better than me. <laughs> nigga, what? That nigga's a Let better him, man oh than me, my boy. God. I got kids with this woman. I've been man. over with her for 25 some years. I done broke bread. Nigga, we didn't do what we did. But then we still supposed to. You don't do this. You don't come bring a sick nigga to the family and say you want to fix him. Say he's just a friend. And next thing you know, busting you down. Like, you. That's what you nigga back up. like that. You don't do that. You don't do that to me, my nigga. You don't do that. Uh, and, and then we even like he ain't even cracking like that though, bro. Like it could have been like, bro, you picked this nigga August Alcina, bro. Bro, it's not even when his hit, his hits was making. Like when he was making hits, you wasn't fucking with him then. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Try this nigga when he was crazy. Bro, listen, bro, listen. And the niggas been touched. You know what I'm saying? The niggas been touched on. Not saying nothing wrong with that. Hold or, on, what? You know, I'm not. I'm just the niggas been touched, nigga. What? All right, next thing. Anyway, like I was saying, though, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Hey, Greg, we're going to go to the next question. Or not question, (laughs) but we're going to talk about something else. Hey, hey, let me tell you, though. This shit, oh, my God. This shit had me. First of all, I was laughing at first. And then when I started seeing, I thought niggas was going to be like, oh, this bitch crazy, right? And then I started seeing how the world, that just lets you know, you can throw the world some bullshit, right? And they'll eat this shit up, my nigga. They'll just take it and run with it because they got some tripe shit in their closet, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, most of the females that I've seen on my shit commenting and everything. Bruh, it's funny. All right, so we was on, I was on Facebook had this same conversation. Yeah. Bruh, this girl over here trying to make her point, right? Like, she's like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 about Will and Jay. Like, she know they fucking relationship. That's the one thing I get tired of saying, bruh. They be talking like they sit right there every time something happens in real and Jada's relationship. Nigga, anyway, back to what I was saying. This girl is saying things. It's a hoe. It's a whole hoe. I know the hoe. She's a whole prostitute. <laughs> Nigga, a whole prostitute loving her comments, and now she's running with it. She's thinking she's saying something. I was like, good girl, the only people that's liking this shit is side bitches and prostitutes. And then that's when I said that comment, the prostitute gonna laugh at it. I was like, yo. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> crazy, bro. Hey, bruh, hey, bruh. 
bruh, let's just keep it real. The only ones that really want that entanglement shit, bruh, is side hoes that want to be part of, you know what I'm saying, and and and, and, and hoe bitches. Now, uh, now go for it. Fuck it, man. Let it fly, nigga, shit. Hey, 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 speak okay. to your heart, bro. You know what I'm saying? All right. Hey, hey, hey. Don't, get, don't cut me off. All right, so listen. Um, just let me go. All right. So listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you feel me? So listen. So like, yeah. So I'm thinking like the only people that want that kind of shit is ho- like whole bitches and, and side pieces that always wanted to be part of but they can't because that, you know what I'm saying? They, you feel me? No, none of that. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm think, not do you the think Will, you think Will, you think Will is the victim in this? Do I think Will's the victim? I, I like, all right. So I do. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like, Will ain't a victim only because Will did some shit too. You know nah, but I'm we saying? don't know that. How you know? But we don't know that. That's we what I'm saying. So how you know? You know what I'm saying? Nigga, Will shit been keeping... Whoever Will been entangling, nigga, been keeping this shit down. She right. fucked up, nigga. So she got this yeah, nigga, loud-ass true. nigga trying to promote this boosty-ass album. That's true. And on top of that, Will will be throwing subliminals like a motherfucker, don't he? <sighs> he, he nigga, that nigga, hey... And, and, what, and what did you do, interview. Jay? And what did you do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> will... Will be throwing them subliminals like crazy. Will really I'm sat there and roasted back. her for like 13 minutes. I'm going to get you back. Yep. <laughs> you know I'm going to get you back. You probably already got me back. <laughs> you already got me back. <laughs> Maybe. Nah, 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 you know, we'll be laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Every song he got. Bro, Will <laughs> <laughs> was doing so many fake laughs out there, bro. I ain't never heard that many fake laughs in an interview in my life. And then you know it's, you know it's ugly because that nigga Will said, ha, ha. And that nigga Jada just, <laughs> like, I'm listening to this shit like, what? And then she, you at the end of the, would have made me mad, bro. She used, look, I couldn't be Will. She used one of that nigga old slogans with him and uh, Martin Lawrence on the bad boy shit. At the end of the interview, I'd be like, fuck no, bitch. We don't eat together, die together, whatever that shit. You nigga, what? Nigga, you got me <laughs> fucked up. They would have had to cut the whole damn interview right after that, nigga, because I would have been blowing up, nigga. You got me fucked up, nigga. How you going to sit there and use my old slogan over this bullshit, nigga? Hell no. And Will had to fake laugh that off, too. Bro, I be feeling bad. Now, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about Will, there, Will, Will is a victim. But nobody gonna give Will no victim. People be like, oh, niggas do this shit That's all the time. Fuck we, all that. That's what we here for, nigga. We gotta give Will his bro, roses, nigga. You know bro, what I'm hey, saying? Hey, bro, let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. The reason why niggas don't get, like, like get a red table like like Jada, and people be all fucking with that. Let a man fuck with a fuck with a black woman or any woman. Well, especially a black woman, bro. Let a let a let a little brother cheat on her on TV or or, or on wax, nigga, and, and try to put it on a red table. No, all you gonna see is headlines say Will fucked up, got caught with boo boo blue, nigga, uh, separation, divorce, uh, uh, nigga, the money would have been two hundred and twenty something million, uh, uh, for child support. For, you know what I'm saying? Nobody be like, oh, Will got to go pay $200 million. Let's go put him on the red table to explain itself. Jada get a red table, even though it's her damn red table. But she get a red table, all kinds of shit, nigga. And then you want to say niggas don't, no, no, females don't understand that pain. We can't, we don't got enough time to go say entanglement. First of all, let me go tell a woman that really loved me 
They got family with me that been in this marriage forever, nigga. Been putting her 100% in a marriage, nigga. Come, let me go tell her, like, hey, baby, look at that. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> you know, um, I love you. Just want to throw that out there first. And uh, I just want to tell you, babe, like, you know, I kind of want to, I kind of want to, I kind of want to fuck with another bitch, like on some entanglement shit, or you know, on some, <laughs> on some entanglement you know, shit. On some entanglement shit. Do you know what that's gonna do? Do Do you know what that's gonna do? And women, since women do be listening to your shit, Greg, don't go do that to a nigga that's actually been faithful. That uh, that actually you know put into like you know a lot of niggas don't do that, but let it, let a nigga get it. You got a goat. Don't don't think because this shit cool. It ain't cool. You gonna fuck around, make a nigga go. You gonna be, you gonna do <laughs> abusive like relationships. That's how that starts. Okay, I gotta look at, I gotta make the right words, right? Abusive relationships. That's what's gonna you. You gonna make a nigga do some crazy shit? A nigga put thirty years plus in the marriage, haven't cheated or nothing, could have entangled your ass a whole many times. Could have did so many things, bro. But no. You want to fuck around, listen to Jada Smith. Fucking around and tangling with bitches. Hey, Greg, I'm glad you called me about this. Yeah, today, I had to, man. You know, I seen you been talking about hey, it, man. But hey, I, I, you know, I, Will should have stood. Hey, you know what my nigga Will should have did, bro? What he should have Will should have stood up on the motherfucking red table. He should look <laughs> Jada in her motherfucking eye and said, When you look at me, oh, what do you see? What do you see? Do, Do you, you understand, understand my, my story? Hey man, hey, listen, bro. He, you know, <laughs> you know what Will should have. You know what Will should have did though. He should have kept that face and it kept that mean face he got for that meme, and he just start bawling out, crying. That would have made her look feel stupid and feel so bad. Yeah, he should. He should just cry and roll him. He, he probably did cry. She's like out. four years old. The nigga probably. Bruh. He probably did cry when it should happen. But if it's four years old and that nigga still looking like that now, you know that shit wasn't cool back then. Yeah, that that nigga said in the, back then, boy. Bruh, you know that nigga said on the interview, I thought I'd never fuck with you again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, like, was I was through with your ass. I was done with your ass. You <laughs> <feel me? laughs> nigga admit that and, shit, too. Wanna, that nigga admit that and, shit. Yeah, he did. And he kind of looked like he regretted. Like, like, like you know what I'm saying? Hey, fuck, you fucking so, with August you, Alcina, nigga? You gonna know, you know, trade songs, nigga? Nothing like August bruh. Alcina? Bruh, but all niggas really hearing that in that interview is that entanglement. They not hearing the subliminals this nigga, this nigga Will is throwing out there, bruh. I was listening to the whole thing. Y'all listen to Jay Lil. Jay will be lying. I feel like Jay on that whole interview shit was fraud. She be lying, bruh. Like, that's, first of all, well, how you gonna go get a sick nigga and be like, I, I'm I'm gonna fix you? Dude, she got a doctorate or something. Nigga, she want to feel she, good. Because she said, she, oh, that would have made me go. <laughs> oh, I just want to feel good. Man, she don't oh, the Holly Berry Monster's ball, so nigga. Crazy, Let me feel good. She just, I just wanted to feel good. I said, oh, uh, and th- that's when that nigga, that's when that nigga will said, yep. <laughs> 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 I would have been, I would have been hot, bro. Like I said, Will was wrong. It's the right one, bro. Because just imagine somebody else at that table, bro. Could you imagine anybody else, nigga, at that table really taking shit like that? Like I couldn't. I would have been sitting there, or I would have fucked the interview up by asking the real question 
like, you know what I'm saying? Like, since she started with him, like, can't go meet him all that So if it was just like, you know, you wanted to help him, why did you drop his draws then? That's all I want to know. Like, you know, you just wanted to help him with his pictures, right? Nigga, if you want to help, hey, she want to go around helping niggas. Hey, Jada, I'm crazy too, nigga. Help me. Yeah, hey, hey, help that's me. The thing about it. That's real. That's what that's what the females don't want to talk about. Nah, All right, so you yeah, somebody tell Jada I'm crazy. I need some help, nigga. Hey, that's what you that's what you don't that's what the like that's what the people don't want to talk about though. All right, so your marriage fucked up, right? And then you go see this nigga to fix his problems instead of fixing your marriage. End up fucking this nigga, fucking up the marriage even more. So, like, you don't ever want to talk about the wrong shit Jada was on, bro. Like, you don't you don't fuck your relationship up. Until to to where your husband didn't even think he wanted to fuck with you no more, and then go try to fix another nigga and end up fucking that nigga and just t- oh my god! Like I said, will the right one, bro? I would have told my gay son and my other kids. I would have like yo, look, Jaden, <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, 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 I would have said, Jaden, uh, hey, I would have told my gay ass kids. I would have said, yo, Jaden, hey, Jaden, <laughs> hey, hey, I would have said, yo, Jaden, Walter. I would have looked him in their eyes like, I love you, niggas, even though you're different. who? Jaden who? Hey, 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 listen. Hey, I, I, I Jaden who? You said Wanda? No, no, no I said Jaden uh, Smith, nigga. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I would have looked at them niggas in their eyes. I'd be like, yo, I know y'all niggas is weird. But listen, I love you, niggas. Daddy love you. But, hey, I can't fuck with your mama, bro. I can't do it, bro. I'm sorry. This family. I ain't trying to paint that picture, bro. We didn't already got painted as being swingy. You know, you know, this makes me think about shit though, like, right? Them niggas was painted as swingers. I don't believe that shit no more, bro. You know why I know why I don't believe they swingers and all that shit no more? If the world really thought they were swingers and all this shit and they was doing all that extra shit in their marriage, this wouldn't have been a big deal, bro. This whole thing wouldn't have been nothing. Even if August would have said some niggas would have been like, all right. Nigga, that's what they do, bro. They everybody kind of did say that, though. They was like, all right, that's what Nah, this shit went too big, bro. Even she said that entanglement shit and said, just saying, yeah, I was fucking with that nigga. Bro, it's way too big, bro. And then, and, and on top of that, like, the way Will was looking at Jada in that interview, bro, like, they entanglement shit. Yeah, they might have fucked with a couple. They rich. They might have fucked with a couple other niggas like that, bro. Bruh, or bitches like that, but ain't no real and no no swingers. Like, I, you know what I mean? It's not like that. And we'll let it be known that he didn't give no fucking permission to that nigga August about nigga, yeah, you can no, fuck with he Jada said, type shit. He said, can't nobody give permission to fuck, basically, nigga. She controlling her own body. You know what I'm saying? Right, But right, that right, nigga yeah, for right. sure talked to that nigga August Alcina like, hey, bruh, you better be cool right here. My kids run this motherfucker, bro. You know what I'm saying? Bruh, like, you better be cool, thing, nigga. But that's one of her kids' friends, wasn't it? I don't know, bro. I don't know. They, nigga, that's one of that Jada, Jada kids' friends bring that nigga around. You know what I'm saying? So you feel me? Like you, you, hey, she picking from the wrong crop at that, bro. Like I don't get that. She picking too fast for that shit, like, like nigga. Shit. I'm more cracking that nigga right now. Jada, come on, what's what's happening, nigga? I'm crazy too, nigga. Bruh, come cool, hey, nigga. I'm hey, crazy. Hey, hey, fuck hey, with me. Hey, you like you are good. You're good, dude. I'ma tell you that. You don't want no Jada. You I don't good, know. bro. Let me find out now. Now if Jennifer Lopez call your ass like that, then I'm gonna look at you and I'm gonna say I'ma still I, the camera does the, the shit still on, the podcast still on, so I'm gonna tell you. You are good, okay? You don't need a J Lo, bro. Don't do that. But I know what I want. <laughs> Things are about 